There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Okay, we're back because you insisted. And we aim to please Lori and Julia show by Talk 107 on everything. Entertainment. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining you. us. And again, we just want to remind people that uh, Liz's, Liz Winstead show, the greatest bleep show on earth, I'm bleeping it, at the Cedar Cultural Center is next Saturday, December 30th at 2 and 7.30 and then next Sunday, the 31st and 7.30. And see your review tickets at thecedar.org. Uh, Got it. Just so you know, um, yes, according to a new poll that came out um, this week, Fake news is the most disliked phrase of 2017. Mm. All right. Makes sense. Yeah. Liz, do you like that? Yeah. Let her talk. Julia, let her talk. Go ahead. Just, do you like that? Did you know that news? <laughs> I did not. At yeah. least it wasn't feminism. Yeah. No, it was fake <laughs> news. That was the word that of the year. That was the word of the year. That was the word of the year. Other contenders, like other contenders were, um, uh, for most annoying phrase or word was no offense, but... People don't like that one. Literally, people don't still don't like that Both one. Both of those are like junior high and senior. Yeah. No offense, but you know, yeah. I really literally no, don't like you. You know what no I mean? Offense. You know what I mean? Oh, so we, these I have been tried you know and true. I mean. um, mm-hmm. You know, we've used these. No offense, but I try not to say that because then you are for sure going to insult. We somebody. never say that anymore, but that feels so high school to me. Yeah, well, it is. Mm-hmm. It really bugs is. me. Like, oh, I hate what that. one? Literally, everything is blah 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 blah. blah, blah. blah. Literally, oh, blah, blah, blah. literally, literally. Mm-hmm. Okay, so le- I want to hear. I'm dying to hear okay. this uh, "Panic at the Disco," Donnie. You oh, found okay. a, a little oh, Christmas yeah. uh, song oh, from. Panic, Panic at, at the, the disco. disco, Las Vegas band. I think that's where they're from. But they're getting into the spirit of Christmas with a new song called Feels Like Christmas. So let's listen to it and see if we give it, we're gonna a, love it. a thumbs up or thumbs down. Okay. Christmas you have to stop it. You have to stop it. No, you have to stop it. Too many cooks. Yeah. But what will be good to listen to is so this past year we lost both Glenn Campbell and David Cassidy. So many music people. When I was watching the ABC Year in Review, mm -hmm. not maybe as many as the year when you know Prince and David Bowie last year or 2016, but it was really a lot. A lot of people. And and Glenn Campbell had a show, and when David Cassidy would is, was at the peak of Keith so like Partridge years. 73, 74? 71. 71. 71, okay. 
Glenn Campbell had David Cassidy on his show, and here is Glenn Campbell and David Cassidy singing Donnie. An Everly Brothers medley. Ooh. This is going to be good. Dream, oh, I love this song anyway. Dream, 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 when I want you in my arms, when I want you and all your charms, whenever I want you. this song. I've always liked this song. It's a good one. Mm -hmm. That's really good. They sound good together. What do you think, Liz? I love it, but I also, like, as the song was playing and I'm looking at the wall... The um, man wall. The man wall. And I'm thinking you need to have that picture of David Cassidy without without his shirt on. The Rolling Stone stone cover. We need to get it. We need to get that one for the man wall. Is that it, Donnie? No, there was more, but I thought you were. It goes on for three minutes. Three well, minutes. But what are, isn't there a better song than that one? Um, you guys like wait, dream. Are you a better song, song than all you have to do is dream? Dream by the Everly. That is one of the. That is a great song, beautiful. Missy. That is just beautiful. All right, let's see what else we got. All right, and then Rolling Stone did get that they got sold. By the, the other same, part of them. Yeah, the magazine got sold by the same company that owns Variety, Deadline, and TV Line. So Jan Wenner and his hissy fit. Over his book that yes. Joe Hagen wrote, Sticky Fingers, the sale of Rolling Stone went through. I don't know how much. Oh, over a hundred million. Mm-hmm. That's good pretty money. good. Yeah, it is. But he only owned fifty-one uh, percent of right. it, so he's got to split it with somebody. So anyway, I listened to. Um, I think it was Andy Cohen had that um, the writer on the Joe writer, Hagen. Yeah. And yeah, he just said Jan Winner just wanted him to just whitewash everything in the his cocaine, life. the bisexuality. He wanted like the meat of the story. And he's like, Well, this is what you hired me to do to tell your story. So they had a. I just want you to tell a different story. Yeah, I want you to tell the clean <laughs> I'd like up to version. edit it. It's I'd... like the uh, Freddie Mercury movie. Yeah. You know, when, let's edit out all the stuff. Let's edit out all the good stuff about Freddie Mercury, the things that made him wild. And that's why, you know, Borat, that actor. Jump left, Sasha Baron left Sasha Baron, Yeah, he left it. That actor. Yeah. All, right. All right, Julia, here's something different okay. for you. All Maybe right. you'll like this one. Yeah, I like that. Okay. Good. Can you believe Keith Partridge is dead? David Cassidy David, is dead. You know what, Julia? He just was. I I don't. I think he lost the will to live too I know. after his dementia. He saw what happened with his. You know um, what? With his, who? It, well, his his grand or his mother died of dementia, mm-hmm. and he talked about that in that last interview with Doctor Phil about how hard it was that she really her only recognition of him was that when he'd leave, like a tear would go down her face because she sort of lost her ability to, to, to talk. Yeah, and I just you know I don't know. All right. And also all the years of hard, hard drinking. Yeah, I was just going to say. There might have been some other health issues that were going on. All right. Are you excited about um, the possibility of buying some uh, Elvis Presley memorabilia? Let's get back on it, (laughs) Julia. Lori, we've threatened for years. Oh, shoot. Minimum bids of 5000 Damn it. Is that a problem? No, that's just the wooden maroon (laughs) vinyl rocking chair, which sounds really horribly ugly. It sounds beyond... 
horribly ugly. All the items are from third-party collectors. Uh-huh. There's 271, and it will go on during January 6th auction. And um, the rocking chair is from the Jungle Room at Graceland. So do you recognize it? I mean, you've seen that room. Yeah, but it's a third party, so Elvis must have gotten rid of this chair and got another rocking chair. Yeah, I'm not interested. All right, clothing, jewelry, autographs, concert memorabilia. That's you. All right, fine. He's not, I just... He's more you than me. He screams, Lori, not Julia. Donna Summer Musical is going to be competing with the Cher Musical next year on Broadway. Can you believe this? Because it's kind of the same concept where they're going to have a young Donna, a medium Donna, and an older Donna. Older Donna and some Summer. Same thing what they're doing with Cher. I know. Yeah, but Donna is pretty much a lot of disco. I mean, Cher isn't... To later, yeah, wow. but but I kind of I love both of I love the idea of these jukebox yeah, musicals. This is being tested right now in La Jolla, um, in San Diego. So I wonder how it's doing. But it's obviously doing well enough that they're going to take it to New York for next summer. For next Lori, summer, and Shares go- doesn't open until the fall because she's doing her run, um, her pre-Broadway run in Chicago next summer. That's the right. Share show. That's where we're going. We're going to that one. All right, listen, we come back. It is time for Julia's Random Thoughts, and it is Short Girl Appreciation Day in honor of the shortest day of the year. So hopefully Julia will be able to give us all those deets. Home of She Wore That with What? My Talk 107.1. Everything Entertainment. You know, I saw this story the other day. Did you ever notice that? You know, sometimes I wonder what would happen if... And now... Julia's random thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. All right, you mentioned it, Lori. It is the shortest day of the year and the longest night of the year, and it is the shortest. It's um, short girl appreciation day. It really is. Yeah, and it literally is short girl appreciation day. And uh, oh God, here there's something about a short girl that delightfully compact and curvy phenomenon that happens with the blessing of genetics realizes that less is more. Seems like evolution did them a favor and made up their for, for their lack of vertical stature by packing those delightful frames with vim and vinegar to take on the world. It literally says this. So how to celebrate short girl appreciation day? Um, let's see here. Take your favorite short girl out to lunch. Buy them a step stool. <laughs> I have step stools, like three of them In on one floor. Mm-hmm. Or generally let them know how awesome you are. But here we talked about this, th- things that we always have. We always have leg room on an, an airplane. That's yeah, true. That's true. Um, we always... Um, Even though you have the leg room, I've sat in the middle on more than one occasion so that you can put your head next to the window. Even though I've got way longer legs, but I let you have the window. That's very nice of you, Lori. Even though your feet are not touching the ground. And by all rights, they do you touch should now. be in, in the, the middle. middle. I should. Mm-hmm. I should. But anyway, yay for the short girls. Okay, so a little bit. And of- you're always in the front for a group picture. I hate that. <laughs> Why do you hate that? <laughs> because who wants to be in the front? Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so winter solstice, what happens? It's an astronomical event based on the Earth's tilt away from the sun. On this day, the tilt of the North Pole is positioned the farthest away from the sun, causing less light to reach the northern hemisphere. This year, it arrived at 11.28 a.m. Eastern Time, so 10.28 our time. All right. For people in the northern hemisphere like us, December 21st will be the shortest day. 
I love it. What, you're, what you're, is that? That's Julia's phone is trying to answer her thing about the solstice. <laughs> her <laughs> little Google thing was oh. on her phone. And that was Siri. To, impressive. She never Siri. listens to me when I need her. Neither, oh. Now she's answering you about the shortest day of the year. <laughs> so for people in the Northern Hemisphere, it, today is the shortest day and the longest night with exactly 9 hours, 15 minutes, and 18 seconds of daylight. And the night is really long, so that's kind of good. We get a little longer night, but there's really sad news about today, too. Look at this headline, Laurie. Today is the worst day of 2017, according to astrologers? Yes. Because of the solstice? No, um, it's because, according to astrologer, the reason is Saturn. Apparently, the sun is going to pass in front of the constellation Capricorn hours after Saturn does. Likewise. But something about these orbs, and this hasn't happened since 1964, but a London dude, Neil Spencer, says he insists that starting something new on this day is ill-advised and will have long-term consequences. And anything you do today will be more difficult than usual. usual. Has anyone experienced that yet today? Not so far, but still have hours to go. Yeah. Take more time. It's going to be more frustrating. Um, so patience is a priority today because it's supposed to be blah, 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 blah. All right. So whatever okay. that means. Yeah. Well, um, Capricorn, Saturn, astrologer, solstice. We get the gist. Yeah. You got the gist of it all. <laughs> all right. People. So here's something about, um, let's see. If you want to know the lowest calorie booze to drink this holiday season, champagne. Champagne. Yeah. Champagne. A four ounce flute of champagne is just 84 calories. Mm-hmm. And? I wish it didn't give me a headache. I know. Is it the amount I'm drinking? Maybe. That's might you might be out of But even there. like but two champagne. glasses of champagne kind of give me a headache. I don't know what it is. Even it's if I bubbles. drink the good stuff. It's the bubbles maybe. I don't know. I don't know. But the the next go-to drink for cal- caloric worries, mm, vodka, soda. Yeah, it's 97 calories a drink. Light beer 100, white wine 121 and red wine is last. But if you want to have a Long Island iced tea, there's 800 calories in that. And then Long Island yeah. iced tea. Yeah, all the stuff in it. It has Jeez. all that. Think you of thought every it would have been ounce. a white Russian or something. Right, Lori. <laughs> something with the cream. Mm-hmm. But everything of alcohol I has used to at least. I love drinking so those in my 20s. Oh, Be like, let's just have one of those to get going. Oh, a white Russian. Well, then it's like a bulldog. Yeah, the Colorado bulldog. Mm-hmm. Oh, I used to make grasshoppers when I was a bartender. Yeah. And, it, and I wouldn't use the um, cream and I would just use ice, but I love a good grasshopper. All right, um, an ice cream drink on a yeah, day like well, today sounds. Doesn't that sound good? Mm-hmm. St. Paul Winter Carnival is building an ice castle. After all, we uh, heard because there they was, must have got sponsorship. They did, but not big, big, big money, but enough that it's going to be something spectacular. So when people are decorating the um, 157 la- lamp posts down with yarn, with <laughs> yarn, not to exceed five feet high or three inches wide. No logos, no religious symbols either. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. You're going to have an ice castle in Bryce Park. 
So how, that's kind of cool. How tall is it going to be? Does it say seven it? stories? Well, that's tall. I know. Yeah. So that's going to be kind of fun. That's happening. St. Paul wants to make sure that they, they're the not Super forgotten. Bowl, that they're not forgotten. They really do, Lori. And I mean, I've got to admit, you got to believe that all the St. Paul hotels are full. Oh, yeah. Oh. I mean, who's staying at the St. Paul Hotel? I don't know. Up on the top floor, the fancy presidential floor. Who is going to be there? Well, you know it's going to be busy. Yeah. You you know it will be. Okay, so eating a bowl of kale. Of what? Of kale. Okay. Spinach. Or green, green lettuce a day could slow down your brain's aging by 10 years. Whoa. This is a study out of Rush University Medical Center in Chicago. They found that people at least eat one serving, a bowl, have a slower rate of decline on memory tests and thinking skills compared to those who rarely eat these kind of vegetables. In fact, they're saying... The difference is equivalent to being mentally 11 years younger than you should be. Jeez. That's enough of a selling point. Yeah. Good. I have a big have bag. Have regular of... sex and eat more kale. There you go. It's finished last night. Good Lord. That's a big selling point for that. Um, I had sent myself all these wonderful things, Lori, to talk mm-hmm. about here, but for some reason I can't find them. <laughs> so, so inject music, inject other things that you want to talk about right now. All right, a little bit on some holiday um, things separating fact from fiction. The old poinsettia. Yes. Poison to dogs. It's not poisonous. It isn't? Uh Uh-uh. Oh, we've been sold a bill of goods. I know it. Mild rashes rashes from touching the plants or nausea from chewing or eating the flower leaves may occur. What about smoking it? Have you tried that? No, of course not. I think that red, sure? the well, red I leaf. that when you got the good stuff. That red leaf. Who said I did? A poinsettia with some kale inside, you know, instead of eating it. Really? That would be interesting. But it, it doesn't, it doesn't poison anybody. Okay. It doesn't poison anybody. And, and everyone talks about this huge weight gain people have between Thanksgiving and New Year's Day. Is it not true? Well, they say five pounds is the average. It's really not. What is it? Like one, one or pound? two. One or two oh, pounds at the most. Who cares? Right. Yeah. So don't worry about it. If you want extra pumpkin pie or mincemeat pie or pecan yeah. pie or whatever, don't yeah. worry about it. Will you be my nutritionist? I, yeah. I like the way you think. <laughs> yeah, it's Kenny, no big deal. No your big weekend deal. sign up. I can be your, what's the name of the lady on the New York Housewives or the Beverly Hills Housewife? She's a compliance uh, she's a fitness accountability coach. Yeah. Oh, I, really? Fitness Kenny, and accountability. I'd uh-huh. like to be your fitness accountability. You know, we can skip the fitness and just, I need an accountability <laughs> coach. That's what I really need. I think a lot of people need an accountability coach. Yeah. No I think so. Um, that's all I got. Is that Look at the time. Got? Well, that's pretty good. Look at the time. Save all your good stuff that you forgot today for tomorrow. I have it. Because we'll it be was good. Yes. It was all my good jokes. You guys are working tomorrow? Yes, Jenny? are you? Yeah, I'll be here. Yeah, all right, yeah. good. All right, listen, we come back. We're going to hear from the real Tanya Harding. If you haven't seen I, Tanya, or haven't heard from Tanya Harding for a while, we've got her. Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out at My Talk 1071. Donnie is here. Julia is here. I am here. And the shortest day of the year is here. Just, yeah. With the longest with night. The longest, longest night. night. Yep. <clears throat> okay, so um, 
The movie, I, Tanya, we've been kind of hearing the buzz about it. Oh, it's yeah. been nominated for uh, Golden Globe. I can't remember if it got nominated for a SAG Award. I think it did. I, Margot Robbie got nominated. Got nominated. She did. an acting award. And it's based on the unbelievable but true events about this American figure skater, Tanya Harding, and one of the most sensational scandals mm-hmm. in sports history. And Tanya Harding was the first woman to complete... A triple axle in right. competition. That was her um, her claim to fame. Claim to fame mm-hmm. until her legacy was forever, you know, defined by her Husband. association with the infamous, ill-conceived, and poorly executed attack on fellow Olympic competitor Nancy Kerrigan. <laughs> Why? Why? Her husband. At the mm, time, Galooli. Jeff Galuli. Mm-hmm. So the movie is sitting at 90% on Rotten Tomatoes, and ABC has landed a sit down interview with Tanya for they have this thing, docuseries called Truth and Lies. Right. And it's going to be a two hour, you know, special. And um, we, which seems a little long to me, I'm just going to say, if it's all on her. Well, I don't know. like. I don't know. I mean, she hasn't given very many interviews. True. She did sit. The interview is with Amy Robach, and um, Amy did tease us a little bit on GMA um, with this. And this is the sixth story in Docu Docu Lies series since ABC launched at the beginning of the year. Okay, so they haven't done that many. Okay, all right. Let's roll the little bit of audio we have. Do you still care what people think about you? <laughs> No. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I care, but I don't care. You've said this, that 23 years later, there are still people who believe that you actually carried out that whack. Yes. Why do you think that is? Because they don't listen. The media had me convicted of doing something wrong before I had even done anything at all. I'm always the bad person. Is it a challenge from the Lord to see how far I can be pushed until I break and become nothing? You can't push me that far anymore because I've been nothing. And I've been nothing several times. But it's my faith in myself and in my father that comes back to me and makes me get back up off my butt and be something worth being proud of. I always wanted my daddy to be proud. And now I want my son to be proud. Yeah. Okay, I watched this. I was I'm just like she was she was sleeping when the attack happened. Yes, and and Nancy Kerrigan. Nancy Kerrigan was clubbed at the nineteen ninety four US figure skating in Lillehammer, Norway. Right before, and yeah, she didn't know, and I guess Allison Janney is getting rave reviews all over the place for playing Tanya Harding's mother, and apparently it's a very realistic picture of the person her mom is and was. Horrible. Horrible Horrible human being. Yes, really awful to her Puts her her down every second Uh from even the trailers I've seen. And, And she really, when she says, I, you can't, there's nothing worse you can do to me. I've already hit rock bottom, bottom yeah. many times. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking when she was a mud wrestler trying to get money, yeah. you know, Tanya Hardy. I mean, all the different things that she's had to do. She really, 
she really had a rough life. And Margot Robbie, when she was even, she didn't believe the story. No. Because she didn't even know. Because yeah, she, she was, was like born four, like yeah. the year that Tanya Harding, you know, mm-hmm. 1994 Olympics happened. And so when she started reading about the story and and found out this is a true story, she was so intrigued with the story. Yeah. And so empathetic towards Tanya Harding, the person. But boy, we weren't at the time. We were mm-hmm. not at the time. Nope. We did convict her. <laughs> Even though it was her husband, um, you know, she was portrayed. She was convicted yeah, right away. Well, yeah. we, we all thought she was in on it. Yeah, yeah thought, totally, because yeah. he said she was in on it. Well, she admitted to withholding information from yep. the police, so it could have been just, who knows what that is. Right. She got three years probation, $160,000 fine, That's banned for life from U.S. Figure Skating Association, and lost her 1994 U.S. championship title. And Allison Janney also nominated for a SAG award, right? For the moms, so. and I just in it just looks so horrible about how mean she was. I mean, you know, you just think of wow, raising a champion, I in just so evil. Yeah, I don't think she has any contact with her mom. I don't no, I don't think, think she so. knows where she is. Well, but she was on Fox's Celebrity Boxing. Yeah, she did. And uh, she's, she's tried to do some different types of things. Yeah, and. Um, so I, and she's been made fun of for years it, and mocked and made fun of. I mean, really. Well, I don't think she's been made fun of for. It's been a long time since anyone time, has made. Yes, people, she was spoofed on SNL. Yeah. And Everybody spoofed her. All now. kinds of things. Well, over on NBC, you know the Dateline guy, Keith Morrison, mm-hmm, with all the hair, with all the hair, the, the silver white, fox. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's um, he's narrating Rudolph the Red Nose reindeer and donnie has a little uh audio because <laughs> i remember a few years ago we did the night before christmas mm-hmm. when he read that no he's, that's what he's doing here oh is this the night be- i thought he's reading rudolph the red nose no, that's but- not the audio they supply they they went back to 2012 and gave us this i didn't have the audio for rudolph the red nose reindeer oh well oh, rats all right well let's listen to this again who can remember 2012 not well, i well, five years ago so it's very soothing it was the night before christmas when all through the house not a creature was stirring not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. The children were nestled, all snug in their beds, while visions of sugar plums danced in their heads. And Mama and her kerchief and I and my cap had just settled down for a long winter's nap when out on the lawn there arose such a clatter. I sprang from the bed to see what was the matter. Where can Away we go window, and just play this for our children? Flash, I just want to listen to it right now. Up the sash. The moon on the breast of new fallen snow. You know, my mom used to read. Um, Thank you, Danny. Okay. My mom used to always read The Velveteen Rabbit on Christmas but, Eve. But people get tired of reading and to their kids all the time. How do we find Keith Morrison and just press the button and let him <laughs> Lori, do they this? have that. Do they? Yeah. Just Google Keith Morrison. Mm-hmm. They have programs now that you can read. I read to your kids, you know, have. Somebody else reads. Yeah, You just I guess. press the button. I know, but I loved it. Yeah. I wouldn't give that up. That was, I think, one of the only things I, I was consistent with. Reading. Being a parent to yeah, reading yeah, to him at night. Reading. Okay, Skeet Ulrich, you know, from oh. Riverdale. Did you watch the finale? No, Lori. Oh. I'm behind four on that one. All right, so the finale, I mean, the last, like... Was it really the good? The last, like, three episodes were really good. Okay. But Skeet Ulrich, who, of course, plays Jughead's father in Riverdale, he just revealed that if he would get to choose who would play his ex-wife in the next season of Riverdale, he picks... Neff Campbell, who was his, of course, scream girlfriend. Oh, I love that. Mm -hmm. And we haven't seen her on the screen for a long time. 
He's and I always very pronounced ne- it Nave. No, it's but Nev. It's, it is Nev. Nev. I think you've got it right. Yeah, and he said, uh, he told this to Us Weekly, he said, even though I think Nev is very busy doing movies, which was very nice of him to say that about her, because I don't think... We haven't seen her in anything. She was in Party <clears throat> of Five, too. Hey, it's been a long time. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I would like her to be on Riverdale as the ex-wife. Yeah, because he does Molly Ringwald is... Um, Archie's, Archie's mom. Mom. Yeah. Why can't Nev Campbell? I love be that idea. Dughead's mom. Why not? Why not? I love that idea. Okay. I did, that fa- I did dig a little deeper, and I did found a little bit of him doing Rudolph. If you want it later in the show, all right, I've got it for you. All right, fine. Okay. He's very soothing. Oh my word! Yes. Uh, Matt Lauer's wife is lawyering up Julia. Just so you know, she was spotted in New York. I think the thing that really was the nail in the coffin. I think she was always going to do this. Mm-hmm. But then on Monday, Megan Kelly had on Matt the Lauer's, the woman who had an affair with him mm-hmm. when she was like 21 and yep. had her on for a half hour. Yep. And she was just like, that's it. <laughs> it's living put. It's living proof and right in front of me on television. I can't yeah. deal with this anymore. Yeah. So. Gosh, you wonder, I mean, Wow. She had a grim look on her face. She she has seemed to be someone that hasn't been happy, though. I don't feel She's like... She's going to be so happy when she gets absolutely. away with him and has all of her money. And yeah, okay, it'll She's be an the, adjustment and stuff for the kids, but... They'll survive. Look at you and I, Julia. We're living proof you can get through a divorce family are we, situation. Are we family situation? I think and, we are. No, but I absolutely. think... And I think, um, you know, she'll... Do the right thing. Kids need a mom. They need a dad. I just think that she is going to be relieved not to be married from him. He has cheated on her since the beginning of time. Yeah. The beginning. And, and then the, lied. Yeah. And that her. and this one was one right the same year like they got married. Yeah, I know. So that must have like hurt a little bit more. Yeah. 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 It definitely would have. And old Charlie Rose is losing another award. He's lost the Walter Cronkite. Now the New York City School of Journalism has revoked the Charlie Rose Lifetime Achievement Award. Mm. He's just sitting at the Carlisle having we, drinks every have afternoon seen trying him? to pick I up think young he women. Is, but you're right, Lori, and I just wonder if there's like a little tunnel somewhere that these men are all going under the city no, in. And- no, I think Charlie is just, you know, he's just like, I, I think he feels bad about it, but he's, you know, he's not going to change who he is. Old crusty Pa. Oh, you don't think so? You don't think there's some remorse and someone might want to... Hey, there's always remorse I mean, when but, people get caught. Well, I understand, but don't you think that maybe he wants to... I don't know. No, no, he doesn't. He's too old now. <laughs> Those, yeah, it's not going to... Yeah, but even no one is going to... I mean, PBS... He's just sitting at the end of the Carlisle bar, yeah. having a Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Bring me another. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Chris, uh, the caddy, caddy K is going to take the Charlie... Rose time slot that he had on PBS. I think it's going to rotate with Christian Amanpour. And Caddy. Yes, Caddy those two K. are going to rotate. Yeah, I think that'll be good. And people uh, are familiar with her. She weighs in on political situations here in war zones. Yeah. And, you know, so she's so, she's, I like that they're, you know, doing it with, with women. women. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, totally. Uh, the show that Casey left me in the dark on, Dark. It got renewed. <laughs> Yay! For season okay, two. Now, Donnie, you're still watching Dark. I, I finished the you first finished season. It. Yeah. It's a it's a mystery drama series. It kind of reminds me of Stranger one, right? Things. It is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it got renewed, and I'll never even finish the first episode. So thank <laughs> you for letting us know about that, Donnie. All right, listen. <laughs> <laughs> I'll rub it in a little, you know.
Thank you for the news, <laughs> please. Well, you know, when we thing- come back, we've got a Hollywood speaker and we've got once again so much All to right. do. Hi, it's Stephanie Hand, the home of experts at skipping YouTube ads. My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. So, what are you trying to say? Hollywood! Hollywood speaking! What is the meaning of this? <laughs> Would you like to share with the rest of the class? No! Okay. no. We're responding to an email and I just oh, was okay. coming up with a funny for it. You know, snarky answers that you want to give. But, but you, you don't. really shouldn't, yes. Yeah, it no, matter. it's just something. I know. Yeah, c'est la vie. Okay. C'est uh, la vie. Uh, as of this morning, 13,000 people have signed a petition. I wondered about this yesterday. For Matt Damon's cameo to be cut out of Ocean's 8. <laughs> oh, for That's China. how mad people are at him. <laughs> the little... Because if producers keep his cameo in the movie, it shows a lack of accountability for sexual harassment in the workplace of four in ten women experience. It trivializes the serious nature. He doesn't need to be in Ocean's 8. Okay, but let me just say something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If it ha- makes all these women go back to work to remove him, No, I it isn't. No. They, just, they just, you know. Well, he'll probably be snipped. Do you think he will? I don't think he will. I be. don't either. I think they'll leave it alone. Yeah. It's so fast. Yeah. You know, leave it alone. All right, fine. Yeah. We'll see. But 13,000 people, as of this morning, signed the petition. Good Lord. Well, he it's still going. I, that I interview was last Friday, and there have been more and more I know. opinion pieces coming out. Um, okay, Mandy Moore wants a family sooner rather than later. Well, well how get old on is it. she? She's 33 only. She's not that old. But she was with... Um, okay, but if you want to have two or three kids, 33 is... It's time to get going. Get cracking. Yeah, it Crack really a lack is. and your eggs are old-er. And <laughs> at 35, <laughs> you will have to you hear... 32. You will have to hear the haunting words, geriatric pregnancy. pregnancy. As we learned from Halle Berry. <laughs> that is the most helpful thing Halle Berry has ever told the world. It was on Ellen, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. No, we never knew that. I mean, yeah. I suppose you'd heard that if you right. happened to be pregnant in right. 35, 36. Or, I would have thought like a geriatric pregnancy would at least be 40. in your 40s. I did too. Oh my gosh. That's so Yeah. That's so funny. But she's and she's crazy in love with that guy from Dawes. Yes. And um good for her. Yes, she She is. said we've got a house. You know, she plays a mother of triplets on yep. TV. Mm-hmm. I like her. I always have. I think yeah. she's lovely. And he's shorter than she is, and she likes to wear her heels, and she goes, I don't care if I'm six foot four, and he's shorter than me. We're used to it. I like it. You're yeah. taller than I'm Casey. taller than Casey. Yeah. Who cares? He doesn't care. Uh, Brooke Shields. So this is a cover interview and photo shoot for Health Magazine, and um, she's 52, so of course you can't be 52 and not be asked about aging, and um, <laughs> no, it's true. Um, but anyway, what she said is, uh, about, they asked her about, uh, accepting her body. Okay. Because she is tall. Mm-hmm. And, um. Oh, she was a model for crying out loud. Yeah. And, and, uh, but you know, she is like really she's, quite she's, tall. She's broad. I think too. Her shoulders are very broad. Well, here's what broad. she said. For years, stylists always brought her sample sizes. Oh my God. Insisted. And finally, I said to my publicist, I want you to tell them, and unless they want to make me feel bad or make me cry, they have to stop bringing me 
sample sizes. And they said, oh, don't worry. We'll just leave it all open in the back and we can cut it. And I'm like, well, that doesn't feel great to have clamps and stuff that that's what I'm going to model in. And she said, I was always considered the athletic model. And that translated into big. I was the big one. Thankfully, so many more body types are accepted these days. Isn't that something? Because she was just, I mean, remember her and her Calvin Klein's? Well, she was like 13. Yeah. yeah. So wow. this is more when she's talking about when she... Nothing comes between me and my the Calvin's. Calvin's. That's right. Anyway, yeah. Well... That's like for talking about her acting. When yeah. she got into the acting yeah. stuff, too, that she was always... Well, you've got an athletic build. <laughs> I mean, that is code for you're big. Yeah. She has six feet. Yeah. When someone calls you athletic, that's what they're saying. You've got a bigger body. That's the Hollywood I, I am speech. agreeing with you. Oh, yeah. I didn't hear anything. I yeah. know. Oh, I'm looking at Lori and I'm just agreeing <laughs> okay. with you. But 100%. People will say that. Yeah. Oh, she's, she's, she's got an athletic, athletic build. build. Like that's some, something bad. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, you're strong. You're, you've got muscles. You can pick up things. That's right. right. You can do things. Meet a little man, you can pick him up. <laughs> With your toe. <laughs> With your toes. Okay. With your big toe, you can do a lot. So yes. Renee Zellweger is researching about Judy. She's going to be a biopic about Judy Garland. She's playing at the very last, at the very end of Judy Garland's life. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And she was asked by the Hollywood Reporter, um, why don't you call Liza Manilli? And here's what she said. I think I might have to do that. Thanks for the idea. Sounds like a good excuse to make a phone call. No, what a great, what a great response. <clears throat> even though, I mean, whatever. I miss Liza Minnelli. We could use a smoke and a song. Mm-hmm. Give me a story, and I'll sing you a song. Why wouldn't? Uh, it sounds think, like she maybe she already thought of that. Well, of no. course, yeah. well, no, no, you don't no. Lorraine, so? stop it. Of it course, sounds she like did. a good excuse to make a phone call. She's, she's just being, being nice to them. I, I thought she was being totally sarcastic. Yeah, she was. She's not taking that seriously. Even why though, not? I would do anything because she is researching Judy Garland and she doesn't want to have a Babylene Brook conversation <laughs> with Liza Minnelli wow. and be around all the cigarettes. Laurie, Laurie, she could be an outdoor space with her. No, no. She's watching the Judy Garland show. She's watching Carnegie Hall. She's watching mm-hmm. London. She's getting all the mannerisms down. I think that she's. She's not calling Liza, even though Liza would love to talk and talk to her and talk and talk and talk to her. Where is Liza? She's in California. I know. Enjoying the sun. Remember when we saw her on the red carpet? Yes, I do, Julia. Liza. Liza. Okay, here's another one. Remember when we saw her in Vegas and she sang 10 songs? She sang 12. (laughs) She sang 12. (laughs) How much were the tickets? A lot. Oh. Okay, <laughs> Norman, <clears throat> they were they were like 150. They yeah. really were. Okay, Norman Reedus has got Christmas gifting down to a simple process. Here's what it is. Okay, so first of get... all, he's the guy from Walking. He plays Daryl on The Walking, Walking Dead. Dad. He's got all the hair in mm-hmm. his face and he dates Diane Kruger. That's true. Okay. Here's what he does. He gives everyone in his life the exact same present. So he just buys... The same present. For everybody. For everybody. Okay, what is it this year? And it's for the people who you like, but you're not super close sure. to. Maybe it's... An espresso machine. Yeah, one year he gave everybody a Roomba. 
Yeah, the year the that's a great. Came out. That's a great well, idea. What is? Yeah. He, what else does he buy him? Um, he said that's I, a great idea, though. I know if you can afford it, just buy everybody the he same said, thing. He said I thought they were like the Jetsons. I just love the Rubas. <laughs> and he said one year I gave everybody straight no chaser a documentary about pianist and composer Thelonious Monk, and um, he. Just said, I don't know what it's going to be this year. This right. is an inter- interview with Page Six, but I just get every one that I have to get a gift. I just buy the same one in multiples. I think that's really funny. That's a great way of doing it, though. It kind of is, yeah. isn't it? I, I'm thinking he's on to something. Maybe gets a discount for buying in bulk. Maybe. I, oh, my gosh. I would just love that, though. Okay. Uh, Scott Eastwood says this is what he's reading right now. Clint Eastwood's son. Yeah. He said, right now I'm reading Sapiens. A Brief History of Humankind. Great book. Phenomenal, actually. Everyone should check it out. Okay, that just sounds horrible. <laughs> I'm you just going to really tell reading you. that? Yes. You know? okay. Here's what he's working on right now. I don't know if he uh, is. I don't know if I believe <laughs> I he's reading Sapiens, A Brief History somebody. of Humankind. Uh-uh. <laughs> he is working right now. Wasn't Pacific Rim a bomb? Yes, yeah. basically. But why are the... I've There's seen this... There's a sequel coming. There is. Pacific Rim Uprising. Yeah. And he's in it's, that. And it's uh, what's his name? The guy who does Shape of Water, Guillermo del Toro, did that movie too. That was another Charlie Hunnam bomb. But Charlie movie. is not in the no, sequel. No, not the sequel. No, but no. he was in the first one. Yeah. Oh, Charlie! 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 Where Charlie. I'm, we are going to update you where he is because I feel like he's doing. Where is he? Well, Julia, he's doing uh, dubbing on Papillon. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. Gotta go. All right, we'll be back.